Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, man. I think we have to cut that. I don't think that iTunes is going to let that on their audio library. What? Sound a little too orgasmic. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh. I, I really uh, came through with, since we listened to Mixology and we are discussing fancy cocktails, I thought Montucky Cold Snacks would be the fanciest beer I could drink. Oh, that yeah. sounds really fancy. That is a name of a beer that could either be like uh, sixteen dollars for a six pack or four dollars for a six pack, and I do not know which one it is. Towards the four range. <laughs> <laughs> this is I I complained about this on the podcast before, but craft breweries in their names, I, I'm just over it. I don't drink beer because I can't, but the names they're too much. People tell me they're drinking things, and I think they're lying. They're they like, I'm do... drinking dog skid mark pavement mm. brew. And I'm I I'm like, how is that appealing to you? And then they're like, it's a maple sour Australian hatchback. And I'm like, that's a car. I don't what are you drinking? I don't understand. Yeah, this kind of a battle and... to be the most unique at this point. Do they not do that with hard Wait. alcohol? Do they I guess hard alcohol is always I... like names of places. <laughs> They just yeah. distribute slower, right? Like, Grey Goose is a weird name, but we're just used to it. Like, I guess. I guess. I think hard alcohol names are more on brand, I guess. I don't know. They they have more sensical less names. Of them. Mm-hmm. And there's, I guess there's less of them. Also, the craft brewery market is so saturated yeah. now that you have to stick out somehow. So being called the dog... What I call it, the the dog uh, ass state hatchback, <laughs> Australian hatchback. I mean, like that would probably get some people interested. <laughs> if it yeah. was like, uh, you know, if if their logo was uh, uh, like a hot hatch with a dog doing a skid mark, you know, where they they like rub their butt on the floor. Has Blue done that to you guys, Jeff? No, she's not a butt rubber, but we have a friend who's got a French bulldog who is a big butt rubber. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those are notorious. Mm-hmm. So, Betty, we got home last night. We went to Fort Collins for my birthday, as I was explaining earlier. But So, we went, we came back. We got back late. We got back at like 10-ish, 10.30. It was late. 10.11. It was, it was way past the time that we usually leave her alone with Boris. And she was so juiced up to see us. She went out, took a fat dump, ran into the basement, and then just rubbed her poopy asshole mm. all over our comforter. <laughs> And left this huge skid mark. And we're like, Betty, what the shit? (laughs) How else are you supposed to get it off your butt, man? Of all the places are bad, though? It's it's got a nice big sheet. It's like a big piece of toilet paper. It is white. That's the the worst part. It's a white comforter. And Colleen just walked by very disappointed. Oh. She is giving Betty. Betty's looking at her like, what? What did I do? You You know what you did. I'm going to be honest. I forgot that we we're going to listen to the mixology one, and I did not listen to that one. What? <laughs> you suggested it. <laughs> I had like four different ideas on what to suggest, and I really thought I had suggested just the um, the chronology one. I, I got to saw... tell you, I'm glad you suggested that one. It was a fun episode. No. It was a good one. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. All so right. I listened to that one, and I listened to the two-parter sleep one. Oh, All right, let's not, let's not get into this yet. All right. We All have right. other things to discuss, like okay. my dog rubbing her asshole on our bed. You're right. You're right. I just, I, you know, I've been sitting here with that guilt, so I just kind of had to get it out of my system. But we can go back <laughs> to other things. What, what, what you've been, you been listening to this week, Andrew? Well, first, I have a big announcement to make. Oh, boy. I bought a boat. What? A canoe, to be specific. <laughs> You know, every week we should just have Andrew's ridiculous purchases corner because I feel like every week I'm like, you won't guess what I bought. (laughs) (laughs) This week it's a canoe. So we have a canoe. We're canoe people now. I'm pretty invested in this because it got plugged for a question. We got the, it's a brand called Old Times. Old Spice? Yeah, not going to know canoe brands. Mm. Old Uh, Old Spice canoe. (laughs) So it's a green. Does it smell like mountain breezes? It's, it's, It's green. Uh, nice. it's green. Color. It's called the, uh, it's called the, it's called, oh, it's called the Old Town Canoe Guide 147, meaning it's 14 feet and seven inches long. Can and it's pretty slick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, I'll pull it up. I'll show you. I'll pull, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. You want to see it? You want to see it? This is great radio. 
we'll link some pictures. I pick, I pulled it up on my computer. This is looking like a classic canoe. It's classic. a classic canoe. And let me tell you, as an old person who has a serious problem with their back, I am so excited that it has backrests. Oh yeah, that's a modern. That's a modern uh, take on an old concept. I feel like I wouldn't fit in it. Oh, it's huge! Is dude. It really? It's okay. Freaking huge! All right. That's good. And to hear. and I was at I was at Jack's. That's where I bought it. I or I put it on hold because I did my I, I drove my car there that cannot physically fit a canoe on it. So the beauty of it is it's it fits two people, which is great because there's two of us who want to use it. It's big as fuck. It can fit an entire normal size cooler in the middle, so we can be loaded up, ready to sit on the water for a while with booze and sandwiches, of course. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a fun weekend hobby. I will tell you, the problem with buying a canoe right now is I didn't realize, because I who the hell looks up if you're allowed to do water sports during a pandemic? <laughs> but a lot of places, they're like, no boats because of COVID-19. I'm like, bitch, how much water is between us? How much water is between us? What do you think all- we're out there rubbing each other's faces with our canoes? We're ramming canoes out there? All Some the commercial enterprises on the Arkansas and the Pooter are running full force. So that's surprising to me. Well, it's not all of them. It's just some state. or It depends on which county you're in, I guess. Mm. And uh, we, the, of course, the closest reservoir to us where we were going to go try it out next week uh, is closed for all water boats. So <laughs> there you have it. You can go out there and hike. On a trail, a close-knit trail, but God forbid you pop in a boat and go into the water with two people alone. No, no, no. It's too anyway, dangerous, man. <laughs> a little too dangerous. Anyway, we can... Okay, great. That's... All right. That's So that's Andrew's extravagant purchases corner. Did you name By the way, canoe? Canoes? You've got to name your boat, your vessel, right? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. But we're going to let it name itself. It's going to tell us its name. What? Well, you got You can't just like look at it and be like, "That's your name." You have to get out on the water, paddle it around a little bit, and then it'll be like, "My name is Stephanie" or something. I don't know. I think it should be like a stripper name. If <laughs> you know. I mean, Stephanie, like, yeah. like diamond or cinnamon spice. Oh man, cinnamon you want to take spice. cinnamon spice out this weekend? <laughs> yeah, we should just name it after this. I feel like a lot of stripper names are just car freshener names. You know, or a car freshener Black name ice. stripper name. Like, uh, the Ferrari, the car itself. Ferrari, oh, that's it is the Ferrari of boats, really. I mean, you look at it, you're like, that is a high end, <laughs> that is a high end watercraft, right there. Have you been canoeing so, before? I think I tried to ask you this last week. I don't remember the answer, but uh, I I have as a kid. I haven't been in a long time, but okay. Colleen uh, used to go with her mom all the time, and we were trying to find a really fun outdoor activity for us. You know, we're we like hiking. We like a lot of the Colorado stuff, but we couldn't find anything that we were like super into. And I always loved doing water stuff. Like I love kayaking and I love uh, just being on water. I don't know why it's just fun to be on water. You know, anytime nature is like humans can't do that. I'm like, fuck you. Mm. I'm going to do it anyway. So like being floating on water, that's a good one flying. I've always wanted to get a pilot's license. I think that's going to be long down the line, but I've always wanted to fly. You have a diving scuba diving. Yeah. Yeah, I scuba dive, there and you uh, you're not supposed to breathe underwater, but screw you, nature. We found Watch a way. Take my own air. You can't tell I'll, me what yeah. to do. <laughs> I'll bring my own air with me. You know what's next on the list? Got to be an astronaut. Going to space. Oh, Boom. No air. Was, still breathing. That is the ultimate dream. My dream, like one of my huge bucket list items is to go to space. Like that's like the infeasible bucket list <laughs> items. I would so go to space. Oh my God, I would love to go. My dream is to have a world where I... I live in a world where it's feasible for normal humans to get to space. Elon Musk is going to help you, man. You can't hate God, him. I hope so. The only good thing about Elon Musk is making commercializing <laughs> space travel. <laughs> we'll give one to him. Yeah. Anyway, so you guys tell now. Now you guys, tell me what you're listening to. Wait, I had one more question. Now I just forgot okay. what it was. Oh, you know what goes great with canoeing? Fishing. Are you going to become a fisher? Oh, you know. Ooh, buy a fly rod. In- Colleen hates fishing, but I've always wanted to. I I I feel like if we're out there just chilling, I why not cast a reel? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you need something like, like, like the fly fishing. side entertainment. I feel like fishing. You just cast it out there and you just hang out. It's kind of yeah, you just hang out. Yeah. So anyway, in conclusion, water sports are fun. I don't really care for motorboats in Colorado. I think that's just ridiculous. But you know, to each their own.
Is this like the canoe, like car to bike battle? Canoers hate motorbikes. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I think you. I think Fucking we're supposed motorists. to. Because, you know, canoeing is very quiet and peaceful, and you're just paddling along, and then motorboats roll by, and they're like, they're like blasting, like, dubstep and, and throwing beer cans at you. So I guess if that was, yeah, I guess it isn't. The canoer's natural enemy is the motorboater. Okay, the motorboater. Seems <laughs> fair. All right, I got you. I'm excited for your canoe life, man. Hold yeah, Andrew. and we can fit three people on it, so, you oh, know. Shit. We can slap another person on there. All right, and we'll fight to the death to... for the right to be on the canoe. One person can be on a, a like tube a sumo wrestle. It. Actually, Ooh. and you're a swimmer. You water can skis? just swim behind. It'll be fine. Oh, water I, I think, Now we're talking. I think, yeah, you two should just paddle fast and I'll, I'll water ski behind it. <laughs> I'm super down for that. I the, the thing I like about like kayaks and, and like canoes and whatnot is just trying to go as fast as I can. So <laughs> I'm on board. I know. I feel that way, too. I'm like, I'm going to make a wake, baby. Yeah. I get tired. I'm like, okay, let's take a long break. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? Uh, still listening a lot to? of uh, nerd poker, which has been quite the roller coaster. Their first ten episodes, they didn't. Not only did they not have like an audio engineer for it, but they didn't. I don't even think they went back to listen to it while they were recording <laughs> it. And so I just got the one. And so before every single episode, the the host uh, Brian Persain comes on and he's like. I'm sorry about the sound quality issues. Just like, just hang on to episode 11. Just hang on. And then on episode 7, he's like, okay, I'm really sorry about this one. And the entire episode, there's this guy, and the mic is way too close to his face. And the entire time, you just hear him breathing and eating pizza and, like, sipping his drink and, like, chomping <laughs> his lip. And it was that sounds of, awful. Oh, it man. was one of the hardest things I've had to listen to, but I was so invested in getting the story out of it that I just I went for it anyway. Um, okay, back up. I, I need a description. What is nerd poker? It's the D and D podcast with a. Uh, it's like with four forty-year-old like hard rock men playing D and D together, <laughs> and it's it's really good. I it's very laid back. They um, it's kind of funny because I can kind of tell that their DM is making these like intricate characters that he wants them to interact with, and they just fucking kill everything they come across like as soon as any of the characters make any sort of like oh he seems kind of shifty they're just like just kill him and they just like just fucking kill everything and it's uh it might not make for the best plot but it's it's very entertaining that's a classic first time D and deer move in oh, a no, way they've been doing this for years Oh really? D &D oh, never mind. So they just like time. it. Yeah. Old D and D used to be very like trappy, and uh, the DM was just trying to kill you. And new D and D is more storytelling. But I think they're used to old D and D, and they just like react to everything violently. That's true. I remember when I was a kid, first learning D and D, and I got my first D and D book. I was trying to do some DMing with my friends. DMing as a kid is super hard. There's so much to keep oh, track yeah. of, and your tiny little child brain just can't do it all. <laughs> But I remember all the stuff in the book, the recommendations, like here's some stuff you can use, here's some monsters, hit points, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the books had a lot of cool stuff in them. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff, it was like, easy way to kill your people, easy way to kill your people. I'm like, why am I trying to murder them constantly? I can't just throw constant murder boxes at them. Yeah. It, it was like, everything was a trap. Everything was a threat. So yeah, I could see that that mentality of like, just kill them, just get it out of the way. We got to get moving. <laughs> <laughs> yep, can't take any risks here. Yeah, I don't think it was until D and D five E, which is like the latest one, that D and D actually became much more playable and enjoyable, and less like we're gonna kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, which is good. That's yeah. the way to play it. It's more fun to tell a story and not have your character get murdered, and then your entire party have to suddenly focus for the entire session on how do we get this person back. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna be honest. I haven't listened to an episode of Harmontown in. Probably going on like a month now. Ooh, we should have a ticker up, Jeff. What's the longest Harmontown break you've taken since you since you began? This is probably it. Like I'm on it. Are you serious? Yeah, I always listen to Harmontown. Oh my god. Yeah, I kind of miss it. So you're at a month. I think so. I'm at a month. You're at a month of sobriety. I feel like I feel like if you get to three months, I'm gonna send you a specific memorative token. Oh my god! That you can hang. Oh, like the sobriety coins. Yeah. Well, we'll see if I make it that far. Chances are not high. 
Well, the second you, you get bored of anything, you're going to be like, Harmontown it yeah, is! exactly. It's still <laughs> like the top of my podcast like list, and it's just right there. I need to unsubscribe, so Bing. I'm not just tempted. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yep. All right, Hayden. You tell me now. I'm hosting the show. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's really taking I'll over. Like, this is it. The CFO role. Yep. He really wants to direct. Keep it shit in uh, line. Let's see. I was listening to some ologies. I listened to some more ologies other than the mixology, which Jeff uh, promoted and then didn't listen to himself. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I thought the sleep one was interesting. I, I love like sleep science. So that, that was good. And other than that, I've been listening to Hardcore History. They just came out with a new episode, which I've is like a, a big of, deal. I've heard a lot of good things about Hardcore History, and it's been on my mental list for a long time. Another one of those podcasts, much like last podcast on the left, where I've heard so much feedback, and everyone loves it, and I've never taken the plunge to just download it and try it. I'm oh, dude, it's so good. I'm we'll have you. to go deep, but like most podcasts, like the fans will get a little anxious if it's been like a month. And, and no new episode has been released or something like that. Right? Yes. I mean, yep. like yep. there's a certain cadence with normal podcasts. The last Hardcore History was released in October 2019. So it's been eight months. <laughs> and that's standard. Like a it's, little it must longer be than really usual. Really high quality. Yeah, that's got to be it, right? They do, they do a ton. I mean, they are like four-hour episodes oh so. really oh see that's yeah. crazy yeah well okay. they're 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 block content i'm surprised that they don't space it out into four one-hour episodes just to appease people i feel like people yeah. would like that more maybe i'm wrong maybe hardcore history does it right but i'm never sitting around for four hours to listen to a podcast that's a good point but i, I mean know. it's not like i ever listen to a podcast start to finish usually like i what? i listen to it like, I mean, like in a sitting, like I'll oh. listen to it. I'll be, I'll, uh, you know, someone will come in, I'll pause it, you know, but then I'll pick back in the story. It's it's almost close to an audiobook form where like, it's just, it just keeps going. It's the same episode. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I, I thought you were trying to say like you never you listen to a podcast but you like never finish the episode. And I oh. was about to like, <laughs> I was about to rage, but I'm glad that we don't have to go there. Yeah, like 80% of the time, I just join in three-fourths of the way through to see what the endings <laughs> of the podcast is like. There are yeah. not a lot of quality <laughs> podcasts in my mind that are only 20 minutes. There's a few that I can think yeah. of off top, like 99% Invisible, which we should do someday, mm-hmm. yeah. is super good, and all their episodes are less than an hour. I don't think they have anything that's more than an hour, and if it is, there's a special I wonder what but, the standard is. Like, what, 30 minutes would be the average? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's pretty close to 30 minutes, which is great. Honestly, they do a great job of making that a very entertaining 20 to 30 minutes. It's great. I used to listen to, like, four episodes on my commute, and I thought it was great because I could listen to a ton of different stuff. I don't know. It's all perspective, but I, I, I don't think... I think podcasts are built to be long, longer, hourish. Yeah. I think would be the average. I wonder what the average podcast length of every podcast that's been released. I would assume it's like an hour. I wonder if I we feel can it's pull like that this, stat. That's the sweet spot, right? Oh yeah, Jeff, Google, I'm Google away. <laughs> the average podcast length is about forty-three minutes. Oh well, okay. I'll, fuck, I'll just fuck myself then. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everyone. Mm. Sorry for my bold <laughs> statement. Really, I'm never gonna take a stand again. I wonder what the longest average. Well, you'd have to base it on like the longest popular one, because you know there's someone probably who's be released like history. six. <laughs> it, it must be right. Yeah. That, that would be my thought. Yeah, they do it like uh, the this latest segment is on the the Pacific and World War II, and it's in four parts, and each part is like three to four hours. Oh my god! Damn. Well, there's a lot to tell there. Yeah, I mean it's great. <laughs> I, I love it. It goes so in depth. I was a super huge World War II history nerd in high school when the History Channel was actually good and actually had history shows. <laughs> I would watch so much stuff about World War II. I thought it was so fascinating. I don't know what it was. The the 14 to 18-year-old in me just thought it was the coolest subject ever. It was like a crazy time in history. I was like, this is insane, this shit that was going on. I can't so believe I you don't every show. hardcore history. I That's can't believe like, I have it either. It's exactly that niche. 
Oh my god, I would probably fall right into it. again a podcast I know I would enjoy, just have never taken the plunge to do it. You know, we have a we're uh we're going up to Palisade, Colorado this weekend. Me and Colleen and her sister and brother in law. By the way, fun fact, uh Colleen's sister and I have the same birthday. So we're doing a birthday weekend up in Palisade. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. I need I need solid podcast recommendations. We we like crime like mafia style podcasts. Those usually both entertain us both. I have complained about true crime in the past, but I know she loves it, and I can definitely <laughs> listen to good true crime for four hours if I have to. But I would love some more options, and Hardcore History sounding pretty good. Yeah, what is that I mean, mafia I would love that. podcast that you love? I remember way back when you told me to listen to it. I'm just remembering it. Which podcast? Describe it to me. I don't know. You just you described it to me. You told me to listen to it. It was like a mafia crime podcast. Oh, it's just called Mafia. It's called Mafia. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really good. I it, the guy who uh, the host of the show I forgot his name is super super good at getting crazy people on the show, like former mobsters and former people associated with the mob and stuff. And they're all super old and just don't give a shit, so they just tell the full story. It's crazy, and they talk about uh, each episode like uh, highlights a famous mobster. At least that's how they used to do. It. I haven't listened to it in a while because I I listened to it nonstop for like. A month and i was like okay i gotta take a break from <laughs> the horrific conditions that the mob placed on american culture uh but yeah it's a really good podcast a- another one worth doing if we're gonna dabble into true crime again the mob i love mafia stuff like mob stuff mob shows mob history it's all just fascinating <laughs> shit man so good yeah yeah i'm not much of a history guy i listen to so i i just i just don't have the draw to it i have no idea why but i am i i'd be happy to listen to it for you but i don't know why history not that interesting to me what's your ideal i'm trying to i know harmontown's your perfect podcast because you literally can't stop listening to it but what what would you describe as your podcast taste do you, i i've never oh. had this conversation with anyone but this is a perfect podcast to have this conversation what would you describe as your taste? I think so. Cracked, the old Cracked was by far my favorite podcast. I think I like uninformed people talking about really complex subjects and like randomly giving a bunch of thoughts about it. I I like the idea of Radio Lab a lot. I don't. I just don't like their format. Um, mm. Freakonomics, I like a lot. Some of those just here's something really kind of crazy, and we're just going to talk about it. And actually, like, Ologies is kind of up that alley when they get, uh, like, interesting professors who just start spouting off just, like, really crazy stuff. Like, I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in, in uh, pop science is probably the term. Ah, that's a perfect way to put it. Interesting. And I don't know how Harmon... <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I just love Harmontown. Just, yeah, I, I would know. say, like, if I had to describe it, mine would be, like, similar. Interesting facts, I guess, or interestingly told facts. Like, you can't just have something dry, but when some people are really entertaining and then they're spouting off, like, really interesting either facts or history or personal stories gets... I, I kind of lose it a bit at that. But yeah. uh, that fits more into, like... I can't do the true crime thing. I lose it a bit at the the true crime that seems to be so popular. Do you think you could pin yours, Andrew? No, I don't. I was just thinking about it because I'm trying to think of my favorite podcasts and they do not meld together at all. So I'd say the two podcasts I... uh, Three favorite podcasts of all time are probably Hello Internet, Pardon My Take, and Doughboys. Yeah, so I guess I like entertaining people discussing things they understand. Okay, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Part of my take is just two degenerates talking about sports, or three degenerates talking about sports. Hello Internet is two mega nerds talking about whatever mega nerd thing they're into at the time, or what they're doing, and that's just cool. And Doughboys is two degenerate comedians talking about fast food. So... Perhaps I like dynamic duos who have a fun, who have a really solid subject or, or blanket subject that they can just riff on and keep going on. And there's just so much room for the unexpected. And I, well, you like, got to have the interesting host part, like even well, uh, for sure. Yeah. Radio lab can be a little dry, but like 
hard career history is just like the dude's like a radio talk host like he's a political talk host that just tells history stories but it, you gotta have the, the <clears throat> entertainment factor to carry <clears throat> for sure yeah and i see podcasts to me i i rarely i do use them but majority i use it for entertainment not for informativeness or being more informed. I used to be, when I was a total politics junkie and I worked in politics, all I listened to was political podcasts. That's it. I had, I oh. could not not be informed. I had to hear everyone say something about every issue and I had to be the like most informed dickbag at the party. <laughs> I, I was the, well, actually, guy when people were talking about politics at, at a time. But then I, you know, I got out of politics and I was like, well, I don't really, I don't want to, grind politics if it's not my job and it definitely became i i i don't know i i think podcasts are at their peak for entertainment and they do fine as a news source but it's just not something that i seek out anymore even though i i guess you could argue it's probably one of the best places for a news source now as a lot of people are independent and not as biased as major news networks i don't know uh, in conclusion the... i like i like fun podcasts i yeah. think is how it's private i guess we we could go into a, a long rant about news podcasts but it seems like a bunch of the news podcasts that i know of except for the daily because i think the daily like tries to stay very dry and on the message but most of the news podcasts are like just kind of crazy sensationalist bias because i think they just have like a they have to talk they can't show you graphics so i feel like they need to talk loudly and passionately about subjects like the really popular one uh, i'm really blanking on its name right now oh uh pod save america yes i tried to listen to a couple of those and it's just you know well they're okay episode, but you they're don't like yelling about this thing that they're passionate about and like up on their soapbox and like great this I, isn't the news though say... this is just complete opinion base and yes uh... so you do not walk into pod save america Unless you are a liberal who wants to hear the liberal take on liberal news. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is the, you do, like, they do tell the news, but they immediately spin it into their, uh, you know, their vocabulary, into their diction, into their message. Totally intentional. But people love that. I have friends in my MBA program who live and die by Pod Save America. Totally. And well, Pod just... Save the World. It just devolves to like normal news, right? Like it, it, it filters. Yeah, totally. I mean, totally, totally. Just... But they totally fit that market. They're super qualified for the job. That's the thing about it is they. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about the qualifications of that that team, they are ultra qualified to talk politics, especially American politics. Yeah, so just, I think if you're they talking really about it, really qualified, niche. but you're that biased. Is it? I just don't know if it's that worth well, listening to anymore. Well, it, you ha you don't again. You don't walk into it thinking I'm going to get an unbiased perspective here. That's just. Do you call it the news then? It's not the news. It's, no, I would. I would describe them as the, the news. They talk on. about the news. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's they break down they the news. Talk about the news from their perspective. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm like a staunch Democrat, but I even just and you know, I, there's another podcast called The Daily Zeitgeist that I like a lot. That's got Jack from the Old Crack podcast, and even that's just sometimes you listen to it and you're just you feel like it's propaganda. Yep. You know, it feels too much. <laughs> yeah, and I have yet to <laughs> and, find and I, like a good just news podcast. But I would probably find it really boring, so it just might not be out there. I exactly. would say that's probably the bit of all the news podcasts I listen to. I I said that it might be the best place to get unbiased news, but I think you're right. You proved me wrong. I forgot about how focused on one audience everyone is. I used to listen to the Politico news podcast, though. Okay. Politico's, Politico had, did a pretty good job, clearly more liberal, but not blatantly selling you the liberal agenda. Nice. Uh, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was definitely left-leaning, but not that hard. Uh, I will say The Daily does an excellent job of unbiased. I would say that is yeah. the best, most objective way to hear about the most critical issue happening that day or today. I agree. Yeah. I... I think they are by far the best, but everyone else has a skew for sure. I would say the Wall Street Journal podcast, though boring in the sense that they're not trying to extravagate anything, like it's like it's still very on the on the nose for this is news, this is what's happening, here's what's going on, here's the people who are saying this, here's what blah blah blah. A little bit of opinion in there, but not too bad. And the Wall Street Journal podcast is not nearly as popular, I think, for that reason, and it does skew a little a little right. So Politico and, and Wall Street Journal, I think, do a good job with their podcasts. But 
again, there's slight skews for everything. Yeah, and um, skews are I would fine. even say it's the daily has a slight skew, but it's not bad. No. Not noticeable. And the daily is so good at keeping like things concise. I, I don't like the daily a lot, but they are really good at what they do. Like it is a quick, like, here's what's going on. One, two, three, four, five, and then we're out of here. Yep. Yeah. I seek it out when I don't understand an issue and I have a drive or something. I'm like, I just want to tell me what the hell's what the hell is happening. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Sorry, there's a subreddit called R out of the loop. And I randomly yes. <laughs> found it at some point, and it's become one of my favorite subreddits because sometimes there are just things that I just like, I just get a whisper of. Like, somebody mentions something, I have no idea what it is. And I swear to God, every time, next day, front page, are out of the loop. What is going on with so and so? And it's, they try to keep it non biased. You can only be so non biased. And it, I don't know, I really like it. Reddit's pretty liberal, though. Everything turns oh, pretty yeah. liberal on there. Yeah. Did you guys know this I got thing a question about, for you, um, too? If, if there's a subreddit, like subreddit, I guess me and your life is a good example. If there's a subreddit called like me and your life, and then there's a sub, subreddit called actual me and real life, that most of the time it's because that community has become kind of like violent and they need to moderate it. And then people get bad about the moderation. So other people go make another subreddit because I, I've been seeing a lot of our public freak out. And then I saw a couple of our actual public freak out. And I was looking at the comments and the actual public freak out is like, kind of like white supremacist heavy and i was like what the fuck is this and i searched on it and uh, apparently that's what happens to a lot of subreddits oh all the time dude i, I had no all that. the time that's why That'd there's the 17 trend. me in real life subreddits yeah and that one makes sense because there's a lot of depression memes and they're like not on our subreddit yeah hayden what's your question for us yeah sorry man. oh right no, I, it, was, it was more tilted towards a uh, political podcast. Do you ever try to listen to specifically news you disagree with? Like if you're more democratic, you try to listen to only more right-leaning news or vice versa? I will speak as a staunch middle roader or, you know, declared independent. Literally, I have worked for a Republican, but I've also voted Democrat type person. I do. I listen to, I try to get everyone's take on things and it's, it's hard though. It's always the best route is to find just unbiased news because when you do that, you have to listen to one side, but then you have to listen to the other and then compile all the information and slap them against each other in your brain. So it's a lot more work than it's worth in my opinion, but it is worth hearing, especially during voting season, I think. Okay, what? how are people discussing this thing and how does this align with how I want to vote? I think it's important people do do that. Do do. <laughs> but... Uh, it's it's a lot of work and people just don't like to put the work into it. But I have personally done that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I I am very much a Democrat, but I also I try very hard to find unbiased news. And I feel like now it's become pretty easy just from experience to identify, like, oh, there's a bias, like there's a bias. And to at least go and seek out a little bit what the other side of it is. And most of the time I'm just kind of curious, like, oh, there's two sides to this very obvious issue. Like, why is there another side? <laughs> And so, you know, you go look it up and there's, there's <laughs> arguments there if they're good or not, whatever. But yeah, I try to do both. What about Hayden, you? what do you do? I, I try to uh, get as much as the other side as I can possibly get. Um, but I, I don't really do much news, honestly. I, I get the, the highlights, but I try to do things actively like be registered as a Republican just to see how that can skew what media I see. <laughs> and I... Donald Trump sends me a lot of emails, like almost one a week. Oh Let me tell you. God. Nice. Like personally, no, no, they're right from him. I can tell because he signs them. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 God, that's the thing. Uh, when I left politics, since my existence was in politics, the amount of shit I get <laughs> from every candidate in the world in, especially in Colorado, I mean, local elections, like I get, I swear, I got three texts today from oh, politicians. God. I always try to send them back shit that they would like look at the person in the office with them and be like, look at this one. That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've said a few, like, depending on who it is, sometimes I get more mad about it. And uh, I, I, I got one from Bernie Sanders uh, during the primaries, and I forgot what it said. I don't know, but I was, I, I replied with, uh, Will Bernie Sanders get me my legs back or something like that? <laughs> and they just said, What? <laughs> I don't I think it was something it was like a medical a Medicare thing or something. Mm. And uh 
I was like, I don't know. What can I hit them with that they have, they clearly can't answer? That's my. It's, it's fun to do. If you get a text from these people, real people do see your replies. So send them something good. Don't be mm. mean, but send them something like good, so they can look at the person in the office and be like, yeah, look at this reply. That's a good one. Because I used to enough. do that, and it was fun to get crazy replies. Yeah, I'm send it was the only thing memes. that kept me going. Send them something crazy. A little something. A little something. Something. A little something. Did you ever yeah. get any like really good crazy text messages when you were in that? Yeah. Oh, the worst dude. You oh my god, we would get essays back from people. Oh, it yeah. was crazy shit. This is when I worked for a Republican. I worked for a Republican for their senatorial campaign, and the campaign road is a fucking shit show in general. But I, I, yeah, I would. Well, we did phone calls too. I worked in a phone bank for when I first started before I got my team. And uh, I would call people, you know, you call and you stick. You got to be really careful and you have to really stick to the script. But people, I will tell you, it was much worse contacting hardcore Republicans than contacting hardcore liberals. The hardcore Republicans would just. Yes, but they would just go off about like this crazy shit. I mean, shit, I was like, Jesus Christ, is this 1960? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I remember one dude, no joke, said, this is also, uh, this is before Trump, and so this says a lot about the hardcore Republican base, but he was like, yeah, I, I'm really excited for your candidate to get these Mexicans out of my neighborhood. I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> what are you, first of all, not part of our agenda. <laughs> not part of what I just talked about. I like I, I was just talking to you about energy policy and you just bring in race. It's like shit like that was insane. And you can't you can't engage them because you can't have people saying, oh, yeah, I talked on the phone with a representative of X, Y, Z candidate. And he said that he agreed with me about the Mexicans or the blacks or whatever. And they would always be racist all the time. And I like I'm trying to be unbiased. This was a this was a minority of the people I called in the grand scheme of how many calls I made. I made thousands of calls, and this was probably less than twenty people. But the ones who did, I mean, they would just go off, and it was insane. And they would not let you hang up the phone, and you can't hang up on them. It was crazy. You can't hang you, up again, on them. You, well, only if it gets to a that, certain point. Okay. We had certain qualifications where we were allowed to hang up, but if they didn't meet them, I couldn't hang up. Was if they started swearing at us, we could hang up. What's that? If they were being racist, could you hang up? Like that Mexican no. no? Oh, God. It was like, it was crazy. Like, so that was like, if, if they started swearing or started threatening real people or threatening me or threatening other, like, you know, threats, swearings, things like that, I could hang up because it was quote unquote like malicious. Anything that was considered malicious. But if they were just vaguely talking about race, like the Mexican guy I hung up on, I was like, okay, sir, I, I just wanted to talk to you about energy policy. So are we clear? And he's like, oh, I'm, vote, I'm voting for him. I'm voting for him. I was like, okay, all right, thank you. That's all I needed. But he had to, to, to get that, yes, I'm voting for him. That's why you call. You find out who's voting for, for your candidate. To get that, yes, I had to listen to 15 minutes of racist rants to get there. So it's crazy. And the, the uh, and I say it was much easier to talk to liberals on the phone because I'd be like, hi, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of so and so's race for Senate, uh, or, you know, blah blah blah, policies, 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 and they'd just be like, fuck you, and then hang up immediately. I was like, great, <laughs> awesome. No, they're not voting for us. Instant no, right to the chase. It was sweet. Those were the <laughs> best ones because it's easy no's and the easy yeses <laughs> never came. They were never easy yeses. There was I have to listen to you repeat crazy nonsense that you heard on Fox News last night for 20 minutes to get your yes. Because the second you tell me yes, I'm voting for him, I'm done. I can hang up the phone. <laughs> it was insane. It was not. It was a great experience. I learned a lot about humans. And again, I want to really make this clear. I made thousands of calls, and I would say probably 20 people were of that insane level of racists and shit. But I couldn't hang up on them because they didn't swear at me or, or become malicious towards me. But they would just say off-color shit like that all the time. I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" No, it was. Uh, um, there was. I mean, and, and there was a lot of Republicans I talked to who were very, very informed, very moderate. Just sure, sure, sure. You know, again, they they were like really on board with the. It, a lot of I, I will say, I think it's scary for people to say they're Republican in public nowadays yeah because there's that immediate connotation that people think you're an awful person but a lot of republicans 
a lot of especially moderate republicans what they want is they just want a very a smart fiscal system they just yeah. want to be a little bit more conservative fiscally that's usually people's number one issues i just want the country to stop hemorrhaging cash and i think it's a very fair issue to have um but it's, it's scary because of what trump has done to the republican party and everything and so forth i think it's really scary to be a moderate republican who votes republican now because I think you get instantly chastised, especially in Colorado. It's such a liberal state now. Well, and yeah. I guess I guess we we all three of us live in liberal. Well, we Hayden and I live in Colorado, but you live in a liberal state too, Jeff. So yeah, I think yeah, it's, I wouldn't want to be openly Republican that in in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it's it's funny how Port or how Oregon works because you know Portland is very liberal, but there are very racist parts of the state, like places with deep Ku Klux Klan, like you know, and white supremacy roots. So in what Portland, super Yeah, liberal. man. For every crazy hardcore person there is, I would say there's 20 to 30 silent moderates who are too afraid to make an opinion because they'll just get shit on immediately. It's crazy how many people are super moderate but are afraid to distinguish themselves as one side or the, or the other because of the dramatic pull you have to have to talk politics these days. I know I'm generalizing a little bit. I'm sure that's not always true. I think it's tough to be moderate because both sides are so polarized right now. Yeah. We're very polarized as a country and it's 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 really tough to say you're moderate. And even when I tell people I'm moderate, I used to tell people I was moderate when I worked in politics and I would get really weird looks and shit cuz it's it's such a you're with us or against us mentality on both sides too. It's it's not yeah. just Republicans, it's Democrats too. Totally. Cuz I had colleagues who who were working in Democrats offices. I, we used to, we, I remember one time we, when I was working on the, the campaign trail, uh, a bunch of people from the, our opposing candidate's office, we were all at the same bar for a happy hour. <laughs> and uh, you, put on, you put in Vegas rules and you just hang out. And we had a great time with them. It's so fun. Like, politics is really fun sometimes. Yeah, there you go. But uh, it's, it's weird when you know, all bets are off once you're not at the bar. But Wow, this is the most we've talked about politics. I'm surprised yeah. this is the first time we've talked about politics, but I suppose... It's not yeah, it, like we're discussing a politics podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not even on topic. Nope. That's all right. We, we it's can a good this, It's a good one tangent. Of those you could just talk about we'll just, forever. We'll just cut all this, take yeah. it to Pod Save America podcast that we do eventually. God, I don't like think that. we can do. I, I've thought I about would. this. I don't think we can do a political podcast. I really don't think we can. For what reason? I just think the conversation would become so this. That we wouldn't even be reviewing the podcast. We would literally just be talking like this the whole episode. Maybe that'd be good. I don't know. Maybe people like, want that. Like we are now? Yeah, exactly like we are now. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't it becomes think anybody's going to more, listen to it. I don't know. We, I mean, you know, if we're listening to an episode, they're going to be talking about issues, and suddenly the three of us are going to be discussing issues. Not that I don't think we can have a very adult conversation about politics. I just, again, I think politics is so polarizing right now. I'd rather stick to fun podcasts for now maybe after the election we can talk politics and, i don't know and, I, i'm not sure there's enough fun podcast out there you know there's just maybe one more i know we're really draining the pool here <laughs> yeah when are we gonna do harmontown are we gonna do harmontown i think we have that, to you have you know to go how, off on a rant you know how uh dope boys never does a mcdonald's episode because it's like the holy grail of fast food <laughs> i feel like that's harmontown in a way like i'm so worried about doing it justice i i kind of agree i kind of agree i think we should save it i think we'll we will it. do it i think we should save it we'll save it for rain episode 100 well, anyway, what? should we actually talk about our actual podcast we're listening to? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, you're in charge, yeah. Andrew, so let's... I uh... know. Uh, you have the <laughs> script. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeff we... can't do it. He didn't actually listen to it. <laughs> hey, I forgot how we're going to do this. I listened to three episodes. I just totally forgot we're going to do the mixology. I'm <laughs> just episode. giving you shit. Yeah, I'm a bad person. We, we listen to Ologies with Allie Ward. Volcanoes, trees, drunk butterflies, Mars missions, slug sex, death, beauty, beauty standards, anxiety busters, beer science, bee drama. Take away a podcast full of science, knowledge, and charming, bizarre stories about what fuels these professional ologist obsessions. Humorist and science correspondent Allie Ward asks smart people stupid questions, and the answers might change your life. It's a pretty good podcast description. Yeah, we, that's a good one. That's a quality one. That is quality. Yeah, we listen to this podcast with Allie Ward. I suggested we listen to the Mixology episode and then forgot to listen to it. Did you guys listen to the Chronology episode? 
No! What? No, because you told us mixology. That's the episode I sent you guys the link to. No, you sent no, me I a sent link. I asked one. what episode is it, and you uh. sent me a link to the mixology one. And that's the one I listened to, because you sent hey. the link. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> it was a good episode. I'm so sad. All right, this is good. You know, it's actually really good. I was going to start this by saying uh, that I was never going to choose the episode to listen to again because I don't pick very good ones. Uh, so I'm glad to hear the Mixology one was uh, was was correct, was the good one to go with. I think the Mixology episode was mostly... I'm not sure if they're all this way, but I listened to a few. And I think she has a talent for picking out people who give very good interviews because the guy was like really entertaining and he carried it completely. I, I was going to say he completely carried the show. I think show, if you I, had just pulled a random bartender at a fancy bar off the street, you, you would have gotten a 10th of the show. Oh my God. All my notes are from like shit. He said, that's not related to mixology, the science of mixing drinks at all. I know like, he was a he's crazy. He's a crazy dude, Jeff. You got to listen to this episode. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. All right. This is actually pretty good. Tell me about it. I got the sense it's this guy who wasn't really ever a bartender, but just fell into heavily making fancy cocktails at a certain point in his life and does it really, really well because he's kind of crazy and obsesses about it. Yeah, but it's well, entertaining. It's good to hear. And it's like it, it, it was an interesting thing to hear about, like the different flavor mixing. And it, it was kind of like, a, you know, a a food show when you watch it and it's entertaining because you're kind of hungry and it's nice to see really good food made. It's, it's like that through audio form for drinks. Oh, all right. Yeah. He, he had such a cool way of describing how he makes drinks and he made it so mathematical. And I was like, Oh my God, it actually, it kind of changed how I viewed how I make drinks at home because I make cocktails for Colleen and I, and I was, I was like, Oh my God. I never thought about this such it's such a basic formula and it was this is the basic formula he gave two, two parts two liquor one sweet one savory huh. or was one it bitter. one, one bitter. bitter one bitter sorry one bitter and then you have you can do anything with that and he's so right it's crazy I, th I thought about all the cocktails I've made I was like they all follow that formula like a Moscow and meal. they're all awesome Two, and two yeah, parts it, liquor, one part sweet, one part bitter. Yeah, and Moscow Mule is more of a, I would describe it as a mixed drink, not a cocktail. Oh, interesting. But a Moscow Mule still kind of follows it because it's it's yeah. it's it's vodka, and then you get the sweet from the ginger beer, and then you get the bitter from the lime juice. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it could, it could easily follow that formula. Uh, but like uh, a Cosmo, I make Colleen Cosmos, and it follows that to a T it's it's so cool and i i, I, just, I never thought about drinks though as like you can totally break down alcohol of course humans like perfectly formulated combinations that's formulated in a very scientific way i was like of course i like it like that it makes perfect sense i was i was blown away i was like in the car i was blown away at that i don't know why it like struck me so hard but i was like i've I been making it it's in my yeah, notes that's, yeah and I, I followed so many recipes, and I just made my. I just made me realize I never need to follow a recipe again. You can do anything with that formula. It's so easy. Margaritas, same thing, right? It's totally. it's so it's so cool. I don't know. I was really into it. That's I was really so awesome. really blown away with how cool that was. That formula alone made that episode for me. <laughs> All right. So this guy sounds like he was a pretty pretty badass bartender guy. Oh, I was gonna look up his name because his name was pretty. Cool. Was he like an alcohol scientist, or is he like just a just a bartender? No, no, he's just a he was a degenerate that fell into bartending. Nice. Yeah, he was like a crazy guy. One of my notes is uh, he has this whole story that he tells on the podcast about he's like I can dive into things and get totally invested in them and then dive out really fast. Like this one time, I did heroin for six months, and all my friends did heroin, six and then weeks. I, I six walked weeks. away. Okay, six, six weeks. weeks. Six weeks. And then <laughs> walked away, and I never did it again. <laughs> That's impressive. Six weeks of heroin. Yeah, that's that's an addiction, weird addiction. I think heroin is one of the few drugs that really, like, anyone, even people who are, like, I call myself someone who's not, um, I can break addictions to things pretty easily, but that's usually because I just get bored of shit really fast. But, like, heroin doesn't do that to people. I don't know how that's possible. I did not believe that story. He also because, said it was his first drug. He had never drank, and he had never tried drugs before, and then he just got into heroin for oh six weeks. Oh, my God. How do you start? Uh, yeah, with so he, like you gotta get an idea of how crazy this guy's. His name is Matthew 
Bianca Leo. Bianca, Bianca Leo. I can't say his name. It's Italian. I'm Italian. I got I nothing say, here. Bianca, Bianca Caelio. I don't know. I can't oh. say it. It's too hard. My brain doesn't work well with words in general, let alone names. Anyway, dude was crazy, but he did. The first bartending gig he got, it was like a, he knew a guy and he was like, hey, I need a bartending. I need a job. And he was like, here, you can bartend for us. And he had to like whisper to the his bartending partner like hey how do you make a cosmo <laughs> so he started knowing nothing and then it just kind of exploded for him when he started getting more into it and diving into it and realizing that formula and then he said he started with the daiquiri like the daiquiri opened his world to what mixology could be and you can mix and match things in daiquiris and make crazy crazy shit and then suddenly it just it just like blew up in his brain he started going into crazy stuff. He'd go to farmers markets and get ingredients that no one's ever heard of. It's he's like the Bob's Burgers of uh of cocktails. You know, he has the burger of the day, he had like the cocktail of the day. Yeah. Interesting guy and, and interesting stuff. I didn't uh I okay, let me just say something about let me get a little off track about this podcast. You know what I didn't like about it, and I don't know how the other episodes are. The sound effects that she edits in. Hate those. Oh hating her. Her interludes, well, she cuts in and no, no, no. gives I like, like a factoid. She, I, I like when she cuts in with the factoids, but she would just randomly like have like stupid sound effects or like clips from movies and shit that are like vaguely relevant. Yeah, vaguely relevant to the situation. I was like, fuck you, stop doing that. Can I can I give you my uh, input on why I think those are in there? Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're talking to like real like PhD scientists, they really go into the scientific pieces and they're giving these like really long descriptions. And sometimes they just kind of like dro- go on and on. And she like interjects with these like little kind of funny blimps. I think it's her way of not interrupting, but at least making it somewhat entertaining while you go. Kind of like when you're, I don't know, like watching a TV show when they switch from like views of who you're looking at to like at least keep you interested as it goes. I think that's kind of how it was. It was like, all right, like this person's going, but like here's like entertainment. Like look over here real quick, and I, I found it like it kind of kept you engaged instead of just like piecing off. Maybe Jeff, she, what she needs that for PhDs. She did not need it for this too. Fair enough. I see no. that now better though. That I yeah. that is a totally valid argument. What what episode did you listen to? I listened to Jeff? two of them. I listened to chronology and I listened to lupinology. Oh, I thought you said a sleep one. I listened to a sleep one that was called Somnology. Yeah, the chronobiology is about your circadian rhythm. So it's it was sleep. Oh, okay, related. This is a different sleep one. Yeah. Because the the I listened to a different sleep one and the guy was also really entertaining and carried it. So I wondered if she just found really good guests. Yeah. But not always possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like I should have listened to that one. But the lupinology was another like PhD wolf scientist, and she was just like very interesting but definitely more of your professor like kind of lecturing at you person and so there it was really nice to have like those little sound effects because she was saying a lot of stuff that was interesting but it was kind of you know it was like very phd person telling you about wolves i i I dig the sound effects argument more now maybe i need to go listen to some other ones i will say i don't think this is a podcast that i will actively revisit i thought it was fun but I don't know if it will like hit the top of my list of like, oh, I need something to listen to. I forgot about ologies. How about that? It, it didn't hit that two people making fun of a subject <laughs> for my taste, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a bit that Jeff and I did way back when we talked about podcast before you joined in that was like, okay, let's rate this podcast. And we used to rate oh. it on like random scales. So, like, it would be a different scale each time, but it would be like, you know, if we were rating the the fast food chain, it would be like, I, I give this one four out of five tacos. Would would listen to uh, Doughboys again. What would you rate this podcast? Let's see, out of five sciences? Or, you know, whatever, on, on many scales. Like, how many, how many stars would you rate it on interest versus listenability versus uh, Huh. I guess on listenability, if we're just doing this episode, and I think that's the only fair way I can rate this podcast, it's just this episode. I think listenability was great. If it was out of five, I would say it was easy four out of five. And but what was the other <laughs> what were the other criteria? Like to give an example, I'd rate this one. Um, 
to give an example, like I'd rate this one like four listens out of five and maybe like three factoids out of five as a podcast overall. But like you have to pay mild attention. So it's uh, Uh, a. Yeah, I agree. I had to repeat some sections because I realized I was zoning out and I totally missed stuff. It's like a a 70 percent intention. Like you have to pay attention. You have to pay a little too much attention. And this was not a complex episode. <laughs> you have to pay too much attention to the thing. thing about mixed drinks. No, that I, is I, a thing. I agree that's a scale for podcast listening is how much do I have to devote my attention to this? I get you. Because there's good things on either side. It's not like good to yeah. bad. It's like yeah. on but, a one a scale of one to Sam Harris, I'd give this a six or seven. Oh yeah. We should do uh we should do on a scale one, GBP of... to Sam Harris. <laughs> GVP to Sam Harris. <laughs> That's, the perfect, it's like That's the perfect scale. <laughs> it's it leans towards Sam Harris, but it's it's casual enough to to be listenable. I think like, I didn't Courtney recommend this to you, Jeff? That's right. Yep. That's like her demographic. Yep. She smashes that home so hard. When I was listening to this the entire time, when I was listening to the episode, the entire time, I said to myself, Courtney, I. Courtney loves this show. I get why Courtney loves this show. And the whole time I was listening to, I said, my sister would love this show. Scientists probably eat this shit up. Yeah. Yeah. But as a, uh, as a, you know, uh, a business degenerate that I am, I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't keep me engaged long enough. I, I just zoned out a lot. It, there's sections. I was like, this is stupid. And then they would hit me with, when I was really interested in something, they would hit me with a sound effect. and be like, God damn it. <laughs> God, crap, Allie. Why did you hate them so much? Because they interrupted. I don't know. I didn't even well, notice them. Just, you know, was, I, I think I it like might have been the editing subtle. quality of the sound effect. But sometimes it would just be like, okay, the guy would be he would say something, finish the sentence, pause. Crazy wacky sound effect. Pause. Back to, right back to the guy. I was like, God damn it! Like, it, <laughs> and the sound effect would last too long. And it was stupid. It didn't add anything. I was like, oh, God. Hmm. But you know what I loved? I loved when she would interject with her factoids. Loved that. When she would clarify things after the fact with her own like input, I thought that was awesome. I really yeah. enjoyed that. And sometimes she inputted things where I was like, ah, I don't really get that. And she'd be like, let me explain. Blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, oh, right. Great. Awesome. Thank you for that. That was, I liked those. But the, the sound effects cut the crap. And again, I think you're right. If it was some PhD who was just droning on and on, you might need to break it up with some schmutz. Some yeah, sounding schmutz. Dense. I, I totally missed every sound effect. I don't think I noticed a single one. <laughs> and to, also, to be fair, Mixology is, you know, that's from December 2018. Like, that's pretty old. So maybe she's gotten better at over time because the ones I listen to, like, they're there, but they are very quick and they are very just, like, kind of, like, lightened on the top. I don't feel like I had the, the pausing issue. Huh. But, okay, but That's yeah, good. I, I well, definitely agree with the part where her interjections are like fucking perfect, like especially the chronobiology one. The woman she was talking to would just like you know start listing these like path waves in the brain and the brain parts and whatnot, and Allie just like cuts in right after she says all this confusing stuff and just like clarifies everything. Yeah. I agree. I also like how she had her listeners submit questions. That was fun. Yeah, that's cool. So if this is a Courtney suggested podcast, did Courtney suggest Mixology? I feel like she didn't. No, she, um, you know, I don't think she, su- no, she suggested we listen to a, uh, an episode about tortoises and I, uh, decided not to go with <laughs> that one. <laughs> she really liked it. She thought it was funny, but, um, I went with a different one and then didn't even listen to it. Yeah. I think Mixology was a great one. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's a. I think of all the episodes, it's probably the easy one of the easier listens. And the guest is, he's quite the dude, quite the, quite dude. the existence that man led. I would love to have a drink by that guy. Love, 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 love. I'm very excited to listen to that one. How are the sleep ones? I I like the sleep ones. I find sleep science really interesting as a as a topic but yeah. like so i listened to the mixology episode and i'm like oh they can't all be like this this bartender is probably way more entertaining than most of the other phds but the the sleep scientist guy actually carried it really similarly he was he like kind of was really entertaining and and kind of drove the whole conversation huh. 
And so I was like, oh man, she must be just really good at picking guests. Uh, but it was for, for like a science podcast, it's like a probably an eight out of 10. It's got like eight sciences out of 10. It, it goes pretty in depth, but not like entirely. It, it's still pretty generalized in okay. a lot of ways. Yeah. Maybe your chronology was different though. Uh, it was a mix of both, I'd say. Yeah. Because there's other science podcasts I've listened to that are like so high level it almost bothers me. Like they, mm-hmm. they don't talk about anything in depth. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know the Civil War was a thing. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what is another science podcast? I can't even think of one now that I'm there, trying to think about it. There was a, a podcast I listened to a while ago that was called Science Versus. Oh, yeah. And they take topics. And, and that one kind of struck me as too surface level they almost didn't she'd like brush on topics and then she'd be like and that's a thing and then move on and and that bothered me yeah that's that's definitely fair there's one i used to listen to called hidden brain that's another npr podcast and oh yeah i i found that one just and i love neuroscience stuff i i think brain stuff is so interesting and i found that one like impossible to listen to but to be fair i listened to when it first came out I just remember that I just remember being bored. I don't know if they were too in depth or too too high level, but I just I love neuroscience and I was bored by what they were saying. So that was a long time. <laughs> That's not ago. a good start. Yeah, just not entertaining. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that was the other part that I really liked about this one is that uh, the host is actually really funny, and I I kind of hate interview podcasts, but this one wasn't so interviewing like there are some where you can just tell it's it's just the host and their guest and it's almost completely uncut they just do an interview the entire time and post it and this one's so cut up to kind of keep it a little more concise and keep it flowing and she like has a bunch of funny jokes in the middle of it and explains stuff and i yeah on the if you told me that she did that i would probably think i wouldn't like it but i, I really did like it for years, did it seem like she sent the questions ahead of time? Uh, no, it did not feel like that. Cool. Felt more off the cuff. Yeah, okay. it did feel pretty off the cuff. Mine were definitely like, these are questions I was sent, and here are the answers, which makes it probably a little less interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if PhDs know their subject so well that they've heard those questions so many fucking times I... that they're just like, bang. I don't think so. And well, so for the Lupinology one, she she said up front that she had to send the questions in because um, the people that study wolves get a lot of like I assume like PETA people after them, and they go onto these podcasts and they just kind of get like ranted at. So she had to like send them in ahead of time to get them vetted and whatnot. Yeah, ours fell off the cuff. The the mixology guy he fell off the cuff, or he literally forgot or didn't read the questions before the podcast. There's a chance knowing this guy, there's like based on this podcast, that guy would totally not read an email prior to the podcast. Yeah. To be fair, it's like a topic where like, what would you ask? Like, it's almost the story of how he was making drinks and what he does. So it's. I'm not sure there's questions she could have sent ahead. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, man. I'm so sad I didn't listen to that one. You'll have to listen to it and give us your take on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. And I think next week you guys have to choose A, the podcast we're going to do, and B, the episode to listen to. It's, uh... Son of a bitch. Yep. What? What? Okay. What do we want to listen to next week, then? Well, if we're going to bring it in. So I, I like the idea of every other week, like, if we go back and forth between popular podcasts that we've listened to and unpopular podcasts that maybe we've never touched. What do you guys think about that? I, love I like that. that. It's a good mix. Yeah. Let me a little housekeeping that. in here right now. That's a good like housekeeping doing there, both. Thank you. I, I like listening to new ones, but I also love talking about like like uh, when we did um, freaking Doughboys and Andrew had listened to a bunch of it and could like go into the history of it. I think I like both. I like that too. Yeah. So Hayden, so what podcast are we doing? Looking through our tab, there's a lot we could take on. Like we could take on uh, like popular ones, like Radio Lab. We could do Freakonomics or uh, Planet Money. Those are ones we've all listened to. Vana Guys is an episode we'll definitely have to redo <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm a personal favorite of my dad wrote a porno. If we want one that's definitely not sciency. God, what would we? Oh, geez. Yeah. All right, Hayden. Choose one. <laughs> That's a lot of good options. 
Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, I'm going to choose my dad wrote a porno. I'm going to veto you. Choose another one. What? Okay. Oh, wow. Um, do we each get one veto? Mm-hmm. There we oh, go. Yeah. We get one veto. Let's do Why? Freakonomics. That's pretty standard. You want to do Freakonomics? I do. I'll choose an episode. Cool. Choose an episode. Let us know. And then we'll do it. Then we'll do it. And we'll Shall do it. We will through. listen. We will listen. We will talk about it. We'll be back next week. I did not read Harry Potter yet. I haven't even ordered it. Oh, don't order make sure it, that man. You got, a magical, you got a magical birthday gift on its way. Oh, are you shitting me? Really? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be there in like five days. Oh, that's awesome, dude. All right, next week I'll have the first chapter read for yeah, Harry Potter know. and the Sorcerer's Stone.